Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. It is the first day of June, June 1st, a Wednesday here. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, Dan Santa Ramita taking a look ahead to Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Warriors and Celtics this series finally getting underway on Thursday night. If you were looking for a big picture breakdown of the series, James Edwards and I did that just a couple of days ago. So go ahead, go back uh, a couple episodes in the feed and you can find some series picks there and how we think Golden State can attack Boston, Boston can attack Golden State, all of that good stuff in that episode. This episode, however, we're going to focus on game one, Brandon Funston. I mean, this is James and I were talking about it yesterday. There were a couple of realistic uh, matchups we could have gotten in the NBA Finals. We weren't getting like Pelicans Hawks, for example. There were a handful of realistic ones we were going to get. And if this one isn't the, for my money, this is the best one we could have got. If it's not the very best, though, it's got to be top two, three for everyone. Yeah, it's just, I man, I was as much as I, you know, I remember our very first podcast we did for the postseason. I was like, we're disrespecting Miami. They're my pick to make it out of the East. I'm really glad they didn't. They came really, mm-hmm. really close, but I'm really glad they didn't. I'm just tired of the, I'm tired of Miami in the in the way they play. It's it's just kind of a limited game. With Boston, you bring Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. We see Marcus Smart scoring in the 20s regularly. We saw like what a 30 point game from Al Horford at one point. Uh, like Grant there's Williams. just yeah, there's just a lot. There's just a lot deeper, more interesting team, and a more different nuances. I think to the way games can play out. Same for Golden State. A lot of guys that can catch a heater and, and do things and so with Miami it was like if Jimmy Butler was having an off night it was gonna you, you knew where we were going you know and yep. I think with Boston there's just a lot more nuance in play certainly a lot more with them and a lot more with Golden State and Dan uh, another thing James and I talked about on that episode is that this has the feel of one of those older NBA series not necessarily a final series because we saw it more at least uh, you know, when you and I were growing up in terms of one team having to get through another team that they kept running into on their side of the bracket, Bulls-Pistons, Pistons-Celtics. And while these teams haven't played each other, obviously, like this, it has that same feeling where you've got the old, experienced, veteran core on one side that has been here, done that, been here, done that, been here, done that, times 10. And then a bunch of young dudes who clearly are a very talented team who are going to be here for a while. But this is still a new proving ground for them. Yeah, I've been making the uh, 98 Bulls comparison in my head, the last run. I don't know if this is quite Golden State's Uh last run, and they probably have more good younger pieces than the Bulls did in the last year or two of their run. But it does feel like, you know, this is a team that's been around. They're not the juggernaut that, you know, say the 96 Bulls were, right? Uh This is a Golden State team that wasn't the number one seed. They weren't necessarily favored going into these playoffs. And now... Well, once Phoenix lost, they became the clear favorite. But it does feel like a. This is not Golden State when they were going through those those what five straight finals where, oh right. yeah, Golden State's going to be the favorite every year for a while. This is more like, well, I guess they're the favorite because no one else is better. They've got done enough. The young pieces have emerged. It's a different feel for sure. Yeah, right. They are still good enough to be right there. Maybe a half step behind Boston on just pure talent with the way the rosters are shaped up right now. Maybe not even that, but you take that experience, that veteran guile, and it certainly puts them over the top. And they're worthy favorites in this one minus 160 to win the series with Boston coming in at plus 130. Definitely feel like whether you think Golden State's going to win, you think Boston's going to win. Those are totally fair lines uh, on what this series is. And 
Game one follows that exact same suit. So let's get into it, you guys. Warriors favored by three and a half in game one. We're looking at a total of 212 and a half in this game. These are the two best defensive teams in the NBA. They were that for the balance of the regular season. They have both been able to lean on their defense, not game in and game out necessarily because, you know, it's the playoffs and you're going to lose here or there and you're playing quality teams. They're going to be able to get over on you regardless of how good you are. But both these teams have played great defense in all of their series. And we see that now here uh, coming into this NBA Finals matchup with one another. 212.5, a little bit higher than I would have guessed the total would have been set at for game one, you guys. But Funston, what are you looking at here? Just first with the spread and the total. We'll get into props in a little bit, but spread and total, does anything jump out at you for this game? Yeah, I'm back in Golden State. I'm going to have them cover the three and a half, and I'm going to actually have them take go over their 107 and a half oh, okay. game, game total. Uh, that's something that they've covered in six straight, and we got to remember that goes back to the Memphis series, and Dallas was a top four defensive team as well. I just feel like they're kind of like they were expecting to – be firing on all cylinders by the time they got you know it's just kind of been a ramping up process and it feels like the offense has just gotten better and better mm-hmm. and better so oh 109 or better in six straight games they they're three and oh in game ones and have been over in each of those and boston is is one and two in game ones in the, in this postseason and their one win was the closest game against the nets in the sweep at 115 to 114 so was Boston's- that the tatum buzzer beater too uh or was that game two of that series? I can't remember. It has to be Sorry that to one because I don't think any of those other games were that close. Close, so I, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the Tatum buzzer beater. So that's been Boston's story in the postseason. Kind of gets out to the, you know, the misstep in the start. And Golden State's been strong. So I'm just going to go with that precedent that's been kind of laid out there already on both of those. Dan, any plays on the lines for you, whether we're talking side or total? I, I was kind of leaning on the under, and it really – goes on one point uh, I'm curious what you guys think are you the game one rustiness or game one freshness crowd is going because it's been a week for Golden State do you think they'll come out a little sluggish or obviously Funson doesn't seem to think so <laughs> well I think the thing is they're a very veteran team that could use yeah. the rest right. and is, they've kind of had a whole season of various guys taking you know delay like mm-hmm. days off you know and having stretches where they didn't play so I think they're kind of used to it at this point in my mind yeah, I'm with Funston on that. And like that, this is, it's going to be a confirmation bias sort of thing when we get to the end of this. The rest versus rust, like whoever ends up winning this series, they're going to feel uh, the rest crowd, the rust crowd is going to feel really good about uh, the way that they think about things. But I, yeah, I still, I'd lean with Funston on this. I mean, you're talking about the, the principles on this team. Steph, 34 years old, uh, you've got a 32 year old. Draymond, a 32-year-old Clay, like these are guys who I think are happy to get the week off rather than feel like they got to be staying fresh going into the series, especially when you know they've been here and done that a few times. I think I still think I'm going to go with the under, though. I think like like you said, Bell, it's a little higher than I would have thought. I think mm-hmm. Boston, not a high-flying team. I'm sure they could. They'll probably be one or two games in the series. They get sucked into that with Golden State. I think mm-hmm. Game One is probably going to be. A bit feeling out. We might have a little bit of rust in the on the jump shooters in Golden State, and I I just think there's a you know maybe it's a 110, 100 or something, and you get the under. That's that still seems like a pretty high scoring game to me for a game one, 
And there's a decent chance Boston will that, Boston. That satisfies both of my bets, too. <laughs> yeah, Gold, right. Well, Gold State gets the over and their cover, and we're, we can all win here. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying is, like, I think there's a lot of pass to this under because the number is pretty high. I, it just takes Boston has to have a pretty good offensive game. And, mm-hmm. you know, Beller, I know you've been on their bandwagon. I, I have not seen it these playoffs. Mm. They've struggled against beat-up teams, going seven yep. against Milwaukee without Middleton in whatever form Miami that was by the second half of that series. I think a Golden State team should have a relatively easy time of the series. A relatively easy time in this series. Yeah. <laughs> a like, relatively like five or I mean, six games, it's over. Yeah. Dan, yeah. You, you, you've seen you've seen what I tweet out after this show. I tweet out some of our picks, and sometimes I'll pull a quote if it if it catches my eye. I mean, are you ready for that? To, are you ready for that to be a pull quote graphic right there? I, I think so. I haven't seen anything from Boston to make me think they can compete with Golden State. A healthy Golden State is at least a tear up from Middletonless Milwaukee and a beat up Miami, which both took Boston to seven. And you know Miami's a extra jump shot away or two from winning that series. Mm-hmm. That's totally true. I'm I'm on the Warriors in this game. Also, I'm definitely on the Warriors minus three and a half in this. This is this is a, a ripe spot, I think, for the Warriors to take care of business. Uh, and I think you know Funston's point about how sharp Golden State has been in Game One of every series and how unsharp Boston has been plays a little bit into this. I mean, I think yeah, you know, the the Warriors at home three and a half. I I was guessing four and a half. I actually didn't I didn't catch what Game One opened at. So I did it. Do you, do you know where where the opener was? I'm not sure where it opened. I'm, I, I, I'm right now, just I'm just like looking for how many to bet on how many games the series goes because that you, you were talking about that, Dan. And so it got me mm-hmm. interested to see what the odds are. So it's plus one eighty for seven games. It's plus two hundred for six games, and it's plus two ninety for five games. I don't think we we're going to expect a sweep, but I would be inclined to go six games at plus two hundred. Well, how about Golden State minus one and a half at plus one forty five? Minus one and a half games. So you know they got to oh. win. They got to win in six or fewer. That's, that's yeah. That's that's plus one forty five. Plus one forty five. So you just get the you get the five and the four thrown in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's not bad. I, yeah. Man, I I feel like six is is the right number, but I wouldn't mind. You know, you lose a little bit of the plus odds, mm-hmm. you get a couple extra options for possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, completely throwing out the the idea that Boston can win this thing. Well, I was I was offering that up to you because I do think that I think this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a good series. I, I think that you know, but with with what Boston can do, the the diversity of its offense um, is going to show up in this series. Is it going to show up uh, to the extent that they win the finals? I don't know about that. Um, I, I think that's the better side to bet, getting plus one thirty versus the minus one sixty on Golden State. Uh, but I I think that it's more about just the fact that they can they can do a lot of things on offense and Golden State's defense is excellent and we know that they're going to have their moment in the sun as well but I think the the diversity of Boston's offense is certainly going to show up in this series and make this a good series so I don't think that this is going to be a walkover uh, by any stretch of the imagination I do like Golden State minus three and a half though in game one, this is a friendly spread. This is a, a game where I think Golden State's veteran savvy should be able to show up. And so that's my favorite play on either the side or the total. I lean under. 
I'm a little worried about Golden State being able to blow that up uh, on its own. And so that's part of the reason why I'm not throwing it out there right now. It's a bet I could certainly see myself making by the time this game tips off on Thursday night. But I know a bet. And I, I know I've ma- I know I'm making it because I've already made it. Golden State minus three and a half. Uh, I get their their game one sharpness versus Boston's game one dullness so far this playoffs is something that puts it over the top for me. The thing for me, Beller, and this is the matchups. Like the the one thing you know, Boston's been up and down. They've had a, a handful of stinkers in these playoffs. I feel like Golden mm-hmm. State's had. Two and one of them was Game Four in Dallas when Dallas was basically just draining everything. So I don't know if we can really count that. That one game mm-hmm. uh, in Memphis where they just totally laid an egg. Otherwise, I feel like they've been more consistent. Where Boston has been yeah. a roller coaster, up and down. Feels like they win one, they lose one, they alternate. They've had some stinkers where you think they should win at home and they lay an egg. Uh, both what both Game Fives? I think am I doing that right? From uh, or Game Five against Milwaukee, Game Six against Miami. The home yes. closeout games, or not closeout games, but the big games uh, at home, and they they laid eggs. So that like those are the kind of games that just uh, make me not feel like Boston can do it over a seven game series. And then the matchup I'm looking for, I don't know if I want to ship this to player props, but Go what's ahead. it going to be like inside? Because Kavon Looney, you could have made the argument he should have been Western Conference Finals MVP. He's never going to win that kind of vote. But I think he was so big uh, in a couple of the games. I think the come from behind win in game three, he was huge. He put up solid numbers in uh, game two. He had a big game. Just kind of the, the what the, they needed inside on the rebounds. Now, Boston probably better inside without Horford. It'll be interesting to see how that matchup plays out. He did now. The two regular season matchups, I think you could throw them both out. One was when Curry got hurt, which is going to be an interesting early series storyline to see if there's any juice left in that. Um, from when the the Warriors were upset, and the other game, uh, you know, neither neither game had both teams at full strength. But Looney mm-hmm. put up ten rebounds and nine re- or eight rebounds in those two games. I, I kind of feel like he's going to be the rebound guy. He's at nine and a half, which is a little high, but I feel like that matchup inside is going to be huge for the series. If he can give Golden State the extra possessions they had against Dallas, it's an easy five game series, I think. But Easy five game series. Well, if <laughs> that, well, put well, down markers. <laughs> I'm saying if if because that's Al Horford probably is better than what Dallas had inside. So that doesn't mean he will have that same 100%. success. They have to match that 100%. better. Yeah, Al Horford's going to be a huge player in this series. Yeah, yeah, he will be hugely uh, important player in this series. Yes, I just one note on Golden State. They're 12 and four in the playoffs. I, I just watching them throughout the entirety of the playoffs. I feel like a lot of that's just been that cruise control yes. they've ramped things they up at not, certain point yes but yeah absolutely. I, they have we have we seen an have we seen even like an a I, I would say we've seen an a minus game have we seen an a game from golden state in this year in this entire playoffs i don't think so i, mean, I, I think know it was we game, haven't seen an a plus game i honestly think it was game one if, if i'm remembering right of this dallas yeah of this dallas right. series yeah, yeah. It, i mean held dallas to 87 they scored 112 i just remembered it seemed like they were just firing on all cylinders the offense ball was moving and everybody was you know and they had a good defensive effort so it was like a to me i remember that being a full total game package of golden mm-hmm. state and we haven't seen a lot of that but you kind of feel like we know it's there and that they've just kind of like i said been on cruise control but they might yeah. they might shift to a whole nother level in this in this series let me ask you guys about this before we really get into a, a prop discussion. Look at the paths these two teams have had to navigate to get to this point. Uh, the Warriors played uh, uh, Denver in the first round. That was a series that no one thought the Warriors were going to lose. They played Memphis in the second round. 
Memphis, excellent regular season. Did anyone think that Golden State was going to lose that? I mean, I think they were minus 200 on the series line before that series started, maybe even minus 250. So no one really thought they were going to lose that. Dallas does the dirty work and takes out Phoenix. They get to play Dallas uh, in the Western Conference Finals. They were minus 200 or 220 in that series. I mean, they were the obvious favorites as a three seed in every single series that they played. Now look at Boston. Boston played Brooklyn in round one, and yes, that was a sweep, but there was a lot of discussion about who was going to win that series going into it at the start of it. Then they play Milwaukee, and yes, Chris Middleton was out, but still, that was a very evenly uh, matched series going into it. And then they play the one seed, Miami. They've had to navigate a much tougher path, even with the injuries that have fallen before them. And I wonder if and how much that would maybe play into these finals. And I say that as a positive for Golden State, not as like, oh, Boston's battle-tested with what they've done. No, 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 no. Boston's had to work their asses off to get to this point. And Golden State, as you say, Funston, 12-4. and four, They have felt like they've been on cruise control for the last month. Because remember, this has been now a month or six weeks of playoff basketball that we're talking about here. I mean, I feel like Boston, even though they're the young team, has to maybe be on not less fresh legs, but they've just had to work a lot harder to get to this point in the finals. Yeah. Back-to-back seven-game series, you know. Um, They'll take, I'm sure, at this point, all the rest they can get. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. You ready to talk some player props in this one? All right, let's get into it. Props. Funston, you are chomping at the bit here, so I'm just going to get out of your way and let you make some plays here. All right, let's start with Steph Curry. Ten and a half on the rebounds plus assists. Uh, look at it. This didn't hit for me uh, only the last game of the last series against Dallas when it, w- when it moved up to 12 and a half and Curry ended with 12. But if you go back his and last the game six- was And the game was over halfway through the second quarter. Right. And so if you go back for the last six games, including the, the last game against Memphis, he's been 12 or more in six straight games now. And this is sitting at 10 and a half. Uh, so I love that on the over. I, I just think, you know, we're going to see the best of Curry at this point. Now they've, 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 you know, they, they kind of have slow played him a little bit throughout the, throughout the postseason, but you can see him building up and building up. And, and if this game's competitive at all, we're going to see Curry uh, in, you know, whatever he can bring to the table. So I like that. And I'm going to go with the same prop for Al Horford. You said he's going to be a big, a big part of this series. Uh, it's at 12 and a half on the rebounds plus assists for him. Something he's been over in ten of his past thirteen games, and just become a huge part of that, you know, post for um, Boston. And if you look at Golden State, Looney's been good, but they've they've been a decently they were a decent rebounding team this year. But where they kind of struggled was rebounds to the post, and we saw that with like Stephen Adams and and, and stuff. So um, I think Horford, like I said, over twelve and a half rebounds plus assists, done it in ten of thirteen games in the postseason. And I'm going to go with Marcus Smart, uh, 24 and a half on the PRA. Uh, we've seen him score 24 uh, a couple times in the last series, but I, you know, I, we heard uh, they came out and said that his his ankle is not going to be an issue or whatever in this one. He's had a lot lot of rest. Uh, I think he's going to get 40 minutes when he's doing that. He's had games where he's had like 12 assists, nine rebounds, and 24 yeah. points. Like he can do it in a lot of different ways. And I, Golden State hasn't faced. Uh, a physical, you know, a guy of, of Marcus Smart's prowess in the postseason. Um, and so I just think, you know, that's going to be a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a change up for them in this mm-hmm. one. I think Smart can go over 24 and a half on the PRA, especially since in recent games he's got up to 24 in points alone. I like that. I, the thing I love about and uh, the 
the PRA plays I love making are the guys who can get there in multiple ways. The guy who doesn't need to, you know, get yeah. 90% of what he gets on points alone. And so you like that with Marcus Smart. Fun, so, uh, I'm going to start calling you like the A&R man or artist and repertoire, you know, like at a, at a, at a record company, you know? That's right. right? Like gotta, Tom, Tom A&R man said, I don't hear a single. you got to go for that's off you. the beaten path, rebounds. you know, because that's, that's where you, you can find some values. So, yeah, there you go. you got to start hunting for singles for us to, uh, <laughs> to put out there. I can... I can uh, I can sing a terrible tune, but with a lot of conviction behind it. <laughs> so you know that's like that's like part of the battle, at least, is believing in in the way you're singing. So even though I know it sounds awful, I believe in it. So let's get our let's get ourselves out there, Funston. Dan, props. What are you looking at? I like the under on Clay Thompson points at twenty and a half. He has been mostly he's under this in eight of eleven. I'm going to do sound like Funston here rattling off these numbers. And sure. <laughs> the thing that's fascinating to him is it's coming off the explosion of Game 5 where he just, against Dallas, eight threes, 32 points. He did that in the closeout game against Memphis as well. But otherwise, he's been mostly quiet in the playoffs. It's either he blows up and destroys it or he kind of hovers in the teens. And I feel like this is how it's going to work. Plus, Boston, you know, good perimeter defensive team. I'm trying to think through who the matchups are going to be in my head, right? Do you think... Is Smart going to be on Curry? Is Tatum going to be on yes. Clay? Who's guarding Pool? That's what I'm trying to think about. But I think regardless, it's going to be a quality defender on Clay, and his numbers have trended below this. And I might even be working with a little overreaction to his closeout game against Dallas where he totally went off. So I think mm-hmm. this is a good spot to get the under there. Yeah, I mean, I've been riding Clay Unders for a, a big portion of this playoffs, and so I, I, I don't know if I'm betting it here, but I definitely like it. I mean, I think Marcus Smart definitely. Mark, if Mark, as long as Marcus Smart's on the floor and Steph Curry's on the floor, that's the matchup for Boston. I, I don't see how you throw anyone else on Steph because you got to find. You're not going to totally control Steph, obviously, but you got to find some ways to contain him, and you got to just find ways to make him work. Even if he like does what he does, you got to make Steph work and. Marcus Smart is obviously the guy who can make him work the most. I'm interested in what happens on the other side, too. I would imagine we are getting, uh, what, Andrew Wiggins on Tatum? Andrew Wiggins on Jalen Brown? Draymond on Tatum? I mean, I would assume that that's something that we that we see a fair bit of in, in this series. And one thing I think we're definitely going to see in this series is something we saw from Miami in the second half uh, of the Eastern Conference Finals. That was throwing a lot of doubles at, at Tatum. Whenever he put the ball on the ground, I mean, he, he saw a lot of doubles. He saw a lot of weak side help. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Golden State throws that look at him as well. I think they're going to be putting Jason Tatum in a playmaking role and obviously he's going to be able to get his points but I think they're gonna I think Golden State is going to want him finding open men and then forcing those open men to make shots and so the plays that I look at in this game are are dovetailing from that thought Jason Tatum over three and a half assists I just think he's gonna I don't even necessarily think that it's because of him you know being sloppy with the ball I just think he's gonna have to be a playmaker I think that both Boston offensively is gonna ask that of him and and Golden State defensively is gonna force that of him so I just think he's gonna have many opportunities to turn the ball over and that was something we talked about in the previous series and it had played its way all the way up to him being you know that three and a half was sitting at like minus 125 well in this game it's only sitting at minus 105 and I just think the opportunities for him to turn the ball over are going to be there so I like that and then I think because of that Jalen Brown ends up maybe being the primary scorer for Boston in game one so I'm looking at Jalen Brown over 24 and a half points in game one I I, I, I'm going to be basing a lot of picks off of what I think Golden State can and will do 
defensively because, again, I mean, let's take it to the coaching spot, right? Ime Udoka, excellent year uh, as Boston's head coach, but this is uncharted territory for him. Steve Kerr, been around the block once, twice, three, four, five times as a coach, all those times as a player. This is a dude who's going to understand how to game plan, understand how to make those adjustments, and so I think that we are going to see some uh, really intriguing defensive schemes from Golden State in this entire series. That's where I lean on the props, you guys. Uh, Anything else we're looking at here? Anything else we like before we want to wrap things up? I just want to throw it out there that in my own personal picks and betting in the last two playoff rounds, they did really well in the beginning of series and the second round in the conference finals. And then the lines adjusted. I think if you're going to try and make some plays, the first two to three games is probably where you're going to get more value before the lines get really mm-hmm. sharp. And that, that is something I ran into in the second round. I basically just walked away. I was like, I, I got no idea. I'm walking away, you know? And I think yeah. this is, this is probably we're looking at, Maybe game two might be the the best spot because you'll have an idea before the lines fully figure it out. But I think, yeah, the first few games, probably the best spots to find some value because the lines by the end of these series have been really, really tough to beat. Let me actually get you guys on record really quick because, I, like I talked about, I did this with James Edwards yesterday. Uh, we talked series lines and we talked uh, series MVP and any bets there. So let me ask you guys, Funston, you take this first. You got Warriors minus 160, Celtics plus 130. You think the Warriors are going to win is minus 160 playable for you? Yeah, but again, I would. I, I think I would. I like that plus one forty five that you said of mm-hmm. Warriors. You know, uh, minus a one, game and a half. Minus a game and a half. That would probably be my my favorite play there. Dan, anything for you on the series? Yeah, I'm with Funston. I mean, obviously, I've been saying five or six the whole time, so it's mm-hmm. so silly not to take the minus one and a half games. <laughs> on the uh, on the MVP, um, so yesterday when James and I recorded our episode, Steph Curry was plus 110. Today, he is minus 110 to be the finals mm-hmm. MVP. So you see the money coming in on him, and that really is just in direct correlation, I would imagine, to what's coming in on the Warriors because Jason Tatum yesterday was plus, God, I think it was plus one. 50. It was definitely lower than what it is today at plus 170. I want to say it was plus 150. Jalen Brown yesterday plus 1,000. Today he's at plus 100. So clearly things are coming in on Steph and on the Warriors. And then you've got Clay and Draymond at 18 to 1. Jordan Poole at 35 to 1. And a series uh, Marcus Smart at 40 to 1. Andrew Wiggins 40 to 1. Funston, anything here uh, intriguing to you? I think Steph at, Steph at plus 110 was that kind of was intriguing. It. But that was Steph, it. At, Steph at minus 110 is a little tougher to get behind. It is. And I think this is the problem here is there's going to be – he's such a sentimental favorite. Like it's, it's he's, like, never, he's never won a finals MVP. Is that right? Yeah, I think right? that's right. KD and Iguodala. And it's like in a Super Bowl, it, someone besides the quarterback winning the MVP, you have to be so far above and beyond to make it so obvious. Otherwise, you're going to naturally just lean towards giving the quarterback the MVP. And I, I feel like that's where Steph is. It's like – you're going to have to be so much better in Steph if you're one of the other Warriors players to mm-hmm. to win the MVP at this point because I just think there's so much sentimentality yeah. behind him on that. So I wouldn't pick anybody but Steph, but a bummer if you missed out on the plus 110. Yeah, it was it was KD twice and Iguodala have the finals MVPs for the for the Warriors. Yeah, Iguodala, so no, Iguodala no, was good that series. I Iguodala was, was great. Iguodala was, was so great, important. but it's it's more like what you're saying. It's this is like this is like uh, John Hamm at the Emmys in the final series in the final season of Mad Men. <laughs> there was just nothing. Hadn't won an Emmy, gets beat out by Brian Cranston. Which I mean, I know everyone loves Breaking Bad. It's a freaking joke that Hamm never won an Emmy <laughs> over Cranston. Got beat out by Damian Lewis. 
for in a, for a season of Homeland. Well, listen, Damian Lewis is more Iguodala. I, I think that Brian Cranston's more Kevin Durant. I agree. I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. But I mean, I mean, go watch the episode if you're a man, rewatch the episode of the suitcase and tell me that Ham didn't deserve the Emmy that year. You didn't get it, anyways. There was Mad Men could have just presented that last like that last season could have just been Ham on screen with like a blank white wall behind him, and Ham was going to win the Emmy that year and that's what that just feels like what the deal is with Steph if the Warriors win Steph is going to be the finals MVP it would have to be like an unreal performance from like Jordan Poole because it can't even be Draymond Draymond just doesn't do what yeah. it, like Draymond doesn't do the things that stand out in a finals MVP way I mean it could and be Clay if Clay, be if Clay, Clay carries that momentum yeah. from the you know that last game and it just continues and he's just riding it the whole time I mean I guess that's how it's done yeah. but that's threading a needle in my head. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you like, Dan, in the finals MVP? No, nah, not really. I mean, I, I guess you could talk me into Curry minus 110 just because comparing it to Warriors winning the series at minus 160, and we're talking about the paths to anyone else winning, is like, I really don't see it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if Curry gets hurt, they're not winning the series unless he misses only like half a game, and he might right. still win the MVP in that case. So <laughs> I, I just I don't see how... Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah, Thompson would have to make seven threes a game for the series, which, yeah. you know, sure, maybe that's a low percentage, <laughs> but like that's, I can always believe that if that happened. Anything else is really unlikely. If you're into Boston, I'd love taking a shot at Jalen Brown at 11 to 1. I mean, there's, I just, I cannot wrap my head around Jalen Brown being 11 to 1 and, and Tatum being plus 170. I'm not saying that Jalen Brown should be favored over, over Jason Tatum, but I think they should be a hell of a lot closer. I thought I was one of the bigger Jalen Brown fans out there, uh, but like, I, I I just have to give it to you. You're 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 bigger. Jalen, 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 I'm I'm used to hearing that. Um, anyways, uh, let's wrap things up here. It's going to be this episode of Best on the Board for Funston and Dan. I am Michael Beller. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you.